Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I've got my love to keep me warm. Well, that sounds very sad and lonely, actually. Uh, well, you're my love, so I always, yeah. I always usually I stand by what I said. By saying, <laughs> by saying, Alex, you are my only one in true love. This is very sad because I'm very standoffish. Uh, yeah, you usually don't say anything in, re- in response no, to no, that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually quiet yeah. on your I, end. I, I like to gaslight you. Yeah. 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 You look uh, tragic for, life. Thanks for joining me today. Instead of watching the OU football game, uh, mm-hmm. they were playing a whole game at pretty close to when we were recording. Did you watch any of that? I watched it basically until I came up to start recording. Okay. Yep. That sounds fair. Yeah. Um, cool. Good for you. I, yeah. I did Go Oklahoma football team. Now, there's probably not a lot, but I'm. At this time of year, but do you have any news for us at all? Oh man, I really don't have any news at all. Yeah, I really can't think of anything. Although I was thinking about this, it's something to do with news. But you know how James Gunn and Peter Safran are obviously making changes to the DC universe. Uh-huh. And one thing we talked about recently, and I hope they kill this. Please kill the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. Oh my god. You I want them to murder it so- dead. You're so against it, and it's really cute. I love it. Um, it's it's hysterical how much you hate Keanu as John Constantine. You like Keanu, but not yeah. Keanu yeah. Constantine. Yeah. Which I'll give you. It's fair. I'll, yeah, I, I, don't, I think Keanu would be great in a lot of roles. Like, cast him as an old Joe Biden. Sure, he'd be great. Uh, <laughs> cast him as one of the dogs at the Westminster Dog Show. He can be a toy breed or a large breed. He's got range. Uh, if you were to, to cast him as a major superhero in D- or villain in DC, who would who would you cast him as instead? Well, that's a great question. Honestly, before and I, I love the role that you've already given my answer. By the way, oh, I have. Who's that? Yeah. The question. Oh yeah, that'd be a good question. A great question. It'd be great, before, John Wicky. Before. Marvel went the way they went. I think he would have been a good Namor uh, as well. Oh, that'd be cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, Bleach's hair. And also, too, I, th- I think he would have been a qu- good Quicksilver also. But we've had one and a half good Quicksilvers already. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, oh, man. I, I love Evan Peters' Quicksilver. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, D.C. Who would be Who would he be good as in D.C.? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think I almost think you got to go heel turn. Are you thinking anyone particular for a heel turn? I can see I, him being. I, and it, I think it's a it's an odd choice, but everybody loves Keanu, so I feel like you kind of have to make him lovable. Make him Victor Freeze. Do a, a badass freeze. I can story. see that. I can see him being Malcolm Merlin, one of uh, Green Arrow's arch enemies as well, too. Kind of like his polar opposite to, to who he is, but both archers. Who who would play Green Arrow in that? Oh. Who who's your dream Green Arrow cast? My dream Green Arrow, uh, Jeremy Renner. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be so great. James, James Gunn is just like, well, I mean, we, we, we don't want to train anybody else to learn how to sh- shoot a bow and arrow. We're going to save money that way. <laughs> he could do it. He, we've seen him do it. And you and I have both loved Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Tell me you haven't. Uh, I, my, I, I really think uh, if we could get Nathan Fielder with Green Arrow. <laughs> I want Nathan Fielder to be the bad guy. Can we make him dark side? As long as it's also, <laughs> there's also another season of the rehearsal shot at the same time. As he's shooting his big DC break. Oh, uh, Alex and I talked about every week before we're in our pre-show, we talk about the things that we've seen and read since we've last seen each other. I forgot to tell you that I, I rewatched the night before. Okay. Do you know that the builder is in the night before? No, I never watched the night before. It's not bad. And you need to watch it because well, then you just say that you re, re that you rewatched it. Yeah. Cause it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Well, I was hoping that it would be like better than not bad. If, if you rewatched it. I mean, it's 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 really solid. How's that? It's funny. Okay. It's a new bro movie for Christmas and partying. But he's a limo driver in it, and every scene he's in, he absolutely steals. He's the best part of the movie. Uh, yeah. that's fair. I can't uh, seen something with Nathan Fielder. You're no, uh, I've seen it, but I just don't remember the movie at all. Also, I just texted you something because I didn't want to forget it. But don't watch that now. Watch it after. Okay. I hope you texted the right map. Oh, yeah, there it is. I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. I won't see what it is yet. Because I told you I've been going through... I started listening to Comedy Bang Bang from the beginning. You've been going through changes, I, I've, I've been told, right? Yeah. But only that song in just different in just different covers of it. <laughs> I was going to say, you know who the OG is by, right? Uh, changes. Changes. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the OG changes was by Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> and that that's funny uh, given that given that television show that is a black sabbath song really yep look it wow. up it's a black sabbath i ballad. believe you yeah huh. Huh. <laughs> there you go there's there's some uh joy for the metal heads out there there's no joy for them that's true ever did you know that like metal is like punk but without any message behind it <laughs> I think the message is kill God is the message. The, the best thing I heard about metal was that metal is the one genre where it's guys playing guitar to impress other guys. <laughs> I think metal's like uh, is all about I'm mad at religion and God and society and punk and emo is I'm mad at my mom and dad. <laughs> uh, that may be emo, but how dare you denigrate the clash? Or the Sex Pistols, or the Ramones, or the or the Dead Kennedys. I don't hear there's, people. There's two bands in there. I'm okay with you. Uh, the other ones, I'll denigrate as much as I want. Okay, so you're okay with the Clash and the Ramones? Dead Kennedys and the Ramones. Really? So, yeah. so you're not okay with the Clash? Should I, should I stay or should I go? I think I should get the fuck out of here. If I stay, there'll be trouble. But if I go, it'll be double. What should I do? Obviously, the one that's less trouble. You're an idiot. Figure it out. Well, I don't know that that's really true because basically you're saying you should always take the easiest road. If there's anything difficult or challenging, yeah. you should just bail. Well, when it comes to trouble, yes, 100%. Yeah. Okay. 
you would make a terrible soldier. <laughs> hey, Alex, uh, I forget what our com- or what our comic book podcast is about. Can- <laughs> yeah, it's about the clash from now on and how you need to respect <laughs> Joe Strummer. I'm going to burn you a Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros mix. That's right. I said burn. I'm going to get a CDR that looks like a vinyl record and put it. The only thing good about that is his last name, Strummer, which is also a badass song by Kiss. No, sorry, that's Strutter. Never mind. Oh my Never. gosh. I like I I love how you're denigrating the clash, but you're mm-hmm. trying to build up KISS. Mm-hmm. Detroit fucking Rock City, baby. Let's uh, go. Has there been a single good band to come out of Detroit? <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> That's a personal attack. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge it. Are you talking about the Gories? No, no, Is no. I, I'm saying that like that like once Barry Gordy founded Motown, it was all downhill in Detroit from then on out. Uh, tell us the Detroit Cobras. RIP to their, their late lead singer. She died this year. What a badass. Yeah. Uh, there's some other uh, notable Detroit bands, ICP. I can't believe uh, I thought that you were part of the posse. Do you Dang think it. that Jack White prints $500 vinyl records because he found it easier <laughs> to make money off hipster nerds and actually writing good music anymore. I have so many friends who love that those bands and they would a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I do too. And like, I get annoyed when I see people that like I'm friends with be like, can someone in Detroit please buy the record for me and I will pay you and tip you. I go look at the record and it's a pressing of 10 pressing. That's like $600. I'm like, why, why? Mm-hmm. Well, because Alex, they they press press it extra thick and they put liquid inside it. And it's the first ever. Yeah, yeah. I I like I I personally love companies that don't care about making things accessible to their fans and making it as hard to get possible. That's what music should be about: making profit and making sure no one else can can have access to it. Well, there's this little thing called exclusivity, and here's the neat part about it: is they do everything twice. They do everything where everybody can access it, but then they also do a fancy version for all the local people. You mean so, for, no, 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 no. Alex Hayes, for all the local people, <laughs> for the people with too much disposable income. Yeah, yeah who want to go flip it on the internet yeah. and make a lot of money. Yeah. I need to, to move to Detroit or Nashville just for that purpose. No, no financial manager has ever been like, you know what you should do? Go shop at Third Man Records. <laughs> this is my favorite episode of this podcast that we've ever done so far. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you're you're wearing a black Keith hoodie right now, and they'd I, be like, and they'd be like, Alex is right. <laughs> they would because they probably hate Jack White. But to be fair, they also fled Detroit, so I, I, I think Jack won won that one. To be fair, I also started the new season of Letterkenny. <laughs> so basically, what you're telling me is that you just watched you're just watching every other season of Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's different now, Alex. It's the easiest. It's the easiest script to write. Like, okay, do we have to be fair in this? Nope. Okay, let's put it in. Okay, done. Page done. Knocked out. Let's go. Do we have the same joke yeah. nine times in the yeah. same episode. Yeah. Wait, is there are, are the goth dancing yet? No, we gotta have that in there. Okay, we have twenty eight pages, so we need to have two pages of original material for this. <laughs> You're not totally inaccurate. Yeah, no, I, I know. Anyways, this is, a, this is a, we should stop doing news and then just rant about things that we like and hate. 
Anyways. We're like 200 episodes in. Let's change everything. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week. I don't remember at this point. I've it's, been drinking uh, Delirium Noel, the Delirium Tremens, uh 10% Belgian ale, and it is delicious. And I'm a little tipsy. I don't mean to publicly embarrass you on this podcast like this. Okay. But it's pronounced Delirium Noel. It, th- th- that is Noel Gallagher's brewing company. <laughs> oh, shit. That... I my apologies to Mr. Gallagher. Wait, yeah, Noel yeah. Gallagher or Noel, Noel Fielder? No, Noel Gallagher. Okay, fair Liam enough. has a rival brewery. Uh, <laughs> I don't support that brewery. No, as you should not. There's <laughs> one talent in Oasis, and it's Noel. And he will let you know it. <laughs> Anyways, this week's topic: Star Wars: Tale of the Jedi, or Tales Ooh. of the Jedi, on yeah, Disney Plus. It was six animated shorts on Disney Plus. Yep. We no, got a lot of Ahsoka. We got a lot of uh, Count Dudu. Yes. And going into this, I knew nothing what it was going to be about. I just knew it was based on the title. I was like, oh, it's going to be about Star Wars and Tales of the Jedi. And that title was a lie because it was about two Jedi, basically. Uh, are you talking about Qui-Gon and Ahsoka? No, it's about Count Dooku and uh and, and ahsoka which and i'm not saying that like that that's no indictment on the quality of the series at all but uh-huh. i was just like and dave filoni was the showrunner of this uh who obviously did clone wars and bad batch and all that but i'm like you have a billion jedi to focus on and you focus on two that we've already seen a thousand times with that being but there was a focus on a new one for a bit uh, and a Duke episode with Yaddle, uh, Master Yaddle, the Yoda-looking Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was it was Yoda with a Donald Trump haircut. Yeah, <laughs> it was very bizarre. Now, with that being said, I I did enjoy the series overall, and I think yeah. that this continues what the Clone Wars does, and it fleshes out the prequels to make them be like, oh, there's a lot more depth here. Than, than I would have thought watching just the prequels. Here's what I'll ask, because, spoiler alert, in episode five, I want to say, uh, Yaddle is killed by Count Dooku in front of Palpatine. Yes. Um, and I that that might be my favorite episode. Yeah, uh, it was a great episode. It was, it was really, really good. Um, is Yaddle in any of the Clone Wars, or is that Yaddle character? Yaddle is in one of the prequels. I want to say in the background for like a minute, but like give him no dialogue. It's like the first time like, Yaddle's had like, like dialogue. Uh, just to get murdered, uh, but like they th- they made me care about Waddle or Yaddle, and like and like it sucked. Like I was like, oh, that, like it, I felt something when she died. It was a brutal death as well, too. Yeah. Uh, death. Before we get to that, though, uh, I want to nitpick. Uh, well, I mean, I'll say this. I, I enjoyed the Dooku episodes more overall than, than I enjoyed the Ahsoka episodes. Yeah. I, I, thought, I think that's fair. I thought the Dooku episodes added a ton of depth to Count Dooku. Like, seeing him mourn Qui-Gon, I thought it was, uh, was really nice. Seeing, we got to see why he turned to the dark side, and his reasonings made sense, I felt like. That's because, a slippery slope, my friend. Hate turns to anger. No, because he, he believed that the Jedi 
were only there basically to protect the interest of the rich and the powerful. And what he had seen definitely seemed to be true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of really great moments uh, when when Qui Gon kind of pulls him in and and realizes yeah. that he's feeling dark in that episode too, where he almost loses it and kills a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, necessarily have to do. I'll say episode one drive me drive me crazy a bit. First of all, Ahsoka's mom, absolutely terrible mother, just god awful, horrible mother. mom. Yeah, I'm gonna take my newborn on a hunt strapped to me, <laughs> guns and wild animals that I can kill. That sounds like some Avatar shit. That sounds like some way of water shit. I want my baby to understand death immediately. I want to see my baby (laughs) watch me murder something and watch its life leave its eyes. There was one part about that that I absolutely loved that first episode. And it's the fact that you really get the sense of people are attuned to the force. And if you're force sensitive at a young, young, young age, certain uh, Star Wars races and people will know that that's like, oh shit, like you're special. You are one with the force. Like you have capabilities. And I thought that was neat because you don't really see that ever. It was kind no. of the first time we got to really see a young, young, young kid. And there were some beautiful shots in that as well, too. Like the shot of baby Ahsoka in the forest after she got captured by the alien tip tiger. Like just a shot of like the darkness around her and like the light through the brush, like shining on her face and extreme close up on her yeah. face of like that, that, that visually that was great and the, the animation was great throughout this uh, i think as we would expect what's your favorite shot from the whole thing uh probably the one towards the very on the last ahsoka episode actually okay mine's in the last dooku episode okay uh which uh but i will say the first Ahsoka episode the very end of it drove me like a bit crazy Whenever Ahsoka comes back and uh, the old matriarch of the village that they live in, I picked her and, like, and she goes, she's a Jedi. I'm like, we didn't need that. Okay. Yeah. Who is that for? Yeah. The, the, everyone watching this understands like this and knows who Ahsoka is at this point. That th- that line would be like a, akin to like Luke after New Hope being like, we must keep fighting these Star Wars. <laughs> God, that would have been embarrassing. Oh man. It should have just been like Ahsoka being taken by her mother with with the family looking after her or the the village surrounding her and then credits right then. Yeah. Those la- I will say the last two episodes are the best two episodes. Uh that's the I, young fight and the Ahsoka when she's older and kind of yeah. hiding out. Uh, the Ahsoka's final episode was I thought I thought one of the best. I think my favorites though were the last Dooku episode and the last Ahsoka episode. Yeah, it's the last one, right? No, because the the last Dooku episode was episode four. The Ahsoka episode okay. ep- five was the one with her training and with Anakin. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't care for that one so much. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't I don't need Anakin in this. Yeah, I I, I didn't care for that uh, at all. Okay, so my, my favorite shot was in that episode four, the Juku Yaddle episode, uh, when uh, all signs point to the fact that Yaddle's dead. Dooku's yeah. just slammed this gigantic round cog down on her. Uh, and then she lifts it. It's like a doorway to the outside as well. Yeah. And she lifts it up, 
and it's they're just, in a because they're in a ship bay uh, with no lights on like in a cargo bay and then yeah. like you see the light flooding in around her and yeah. you're like i know this is hopeless i know that these two go and win but like this is a it was an absolutely gorgeous shot it was a tremendous show of, of strength and yeah it was good yeah i agree how say they too like what but like these series you like the animated ones through that first painting about like the live action stuff is the Jedi always seem so powerful in these series. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> they seem like unstoppable killing machines. But in the movies, it almost makes make them seem weaker in the movies. I don't know. Um I feel like sometimes in these they don't they don't seem all that powerful either. Um, at times, like for people who are, who have that ability to be unstoppable killing machines, and I think they're way, way, way more reserved in the movies. I'll, I'll agree with you there. But I think, like, given the abilities of these people, we don't see even a like a scratch of the surface, like of anybody really being super corrupt, like with this power, except for maybe Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say too that like. And we'll talk about them a little bit last episode. But like I would enjoy a season two of this, but focusing on different Jedi. Yeah. And people have, have talked about or thrown out around the idea that the Ahsoka series could be focused around Dooku and, and Ahsoka, and that's kind of why they're doing this. Like, this is sort of like lead into that. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Dooku episodes bridge the gap enough to tell us like why Dooku became the way he is. And I feel like the Ahsoka story ends in a way that set this up nicely for the live action Soka series. I agree. Uh, I would, I would honestly love the Ahsoka series to pick up not too long after this. Yeah. You know, okay. or something. So for the last episode, I'm going to just jump to the end of the last episode. This is where Ahsoka it's after order 66, where all the younglings have been massacred by the Sith and the surviving Jedi are in hiding. Uh, and Ahsoka's working field on some desolate planet. But I think it's weird that every time you watch that, you laugh. The Order sixty six scenes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably the best best storyline in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we see. So naturally, Ahsoka saves someone. That person betrays her, and the Sith obviously don't give that person anything, any boon, because they're the Sith. But Whoever that was, that Sith that was in the village who burned down the entire village, burned the cross and killed everyone, great, great character design. He looked menacing and terrifying. His mask was awesome. It yes. looked like, uh, if you play Overwatch, it looked like a Reaper, uh, but like more ghoulish. Yeah, a, a Jedi Reaper, essentially. Sith Reaper. Yeah, it was a Sith Reaper who was more flowy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like my favorite shot was when he had his lightsaber, but he did a dual blade, and he drags it across the ground, and you see the flame spark across the ground. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. They did that, and they also did that in the dooku Yaddle fight scene. Yeah. When Dooku saber hit the yeah. ground, the, like the, the brief action, the, the brief actions in this were always great in, in, in episodes that they were in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Man, I'm, but, I'm struggling honestly to remember. Oh, no, I'm not. Episode two is... Episode one's the Ahsoka baby. Yeah. Episode two, young Qui Gon, young Dooku. Episode three is Mace Windu, slightly yeah. older Dooku. Yeah, uh, yeah. But 
this Sith has come, destroyed the entire village, killed everyone, and is there to fight Ahsoka, and she has no lightsaber. And I love how, uh, to put it simply, Ahsoka just killed him easily. Oh yeah, it was it was not even a fight. She just killed him almost instantaneously. Yeah, but I didn't hate it. No, but it was uh, I thought it was great actually. Like it shows how powerful that like she can be. It reminded me almost of the um, of the Boba Fett Cad Bane fight, where it's like, oh, that's over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were gonna like build on it and like maybe have a season two around. Yeah, it. No, I think I think it actually yeah. worked better than that because like Cad Bane had been established previously, like yeah. through the Clone Wars or not the Clone Wars, but uh, the Rebels, uh, as being someone that's fierce, Moonshot fiercely was. This person just looked cool, and we didn't destroy like regular humanoids. But like against the true, even though Soka never technically sent it to Jedi Master, she was a Padawan when the order disbanded. But it's decent one against like a masterful Jedi, like how easily she disposed of them. Also, you... go also... ahead. No, no, go ahead. Have you rewatched Boba Fett? No. I really want to go back and rewatch it, mostly for the uh obviously the Mando and the Cad Bane storylines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will probably never rewatch the men, the Boba solo episodes, but like the Mando episodes, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching. Oh yeah. The Boba, the first couple episodes of Boba are not something I'm in a hurry to get back to. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't talk about, uh, how do you feel about uh, white Lotus. White Lotus. <laughs> yeah. You big fan. Terrible Jedi. Uh, <laughs> yeah what was she doing yeah uh <laughs> these episodes two were all about 10 minutes long so the pacing was really nice on it like nothing dragged at all you oh, yeah. give me the story like directly this the whole the runtime of this is probably like a hundred like an hour and 20 minutes yeah and 20 minutes of that is just the extra long disney credits <laughs> yeah you're just that you're waiting through to yeah. see which there's not don't no. wait around no uh, and it's it's kind of interesting how like it's very much like a continuation of like the Clone Wars cartoon, but wasn't at least title wise affiliated with it in any way. Yeah, and I mean they had a lot of the same voice actors and a lot of the same character design. Yeah, so that made it a little confusing, probably for some people. Maybe. Yeah, and it's probably honestly underwatched by people in that regard as well. Oh, a hundred percent. I can't imagine this got that much traction. No. I'd be interested if it does get season two. Uh, I hope it does, but I, I don't know if it will because I've seen like no promotion, like no word of mouth for it or anything at all. It'd be fun to get um, some characters from that we haven't met yet that are going to be in some of these new Star Wars shows. Yeah, uh, have some intros to them that way or some backstory. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, what do you rate this on a scale of one to ten? Uh, is that the greatest thing I've seen this year uh, by a mile? But it was very, very watchable. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Like, yeah, uh, I don't have any major complaints, but it also didn't floor me. I'll, I'll give it a six. Like, I, I don't think it's a must watch for most people. But if you're a Star Wars fan, if you want to fill in gaps of lore, if you want to know more about characters and understand their motivations better, then it's certainly worth watching. I don't think it's really adding anything to the lore other than some of the force sensitivity stuff is 
apparently happening at such a young age that you you may not have realized. I I, I think it builds mostly on Dooku's storyline more than anyone else to understand his motivations or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we get maybe a little extra Ahsoka, not much really. No. We, we know basically who Ahsoka is from Clone Wars and yeah. from her brief appearance in The Mandalorian as well too. Yeah, yeah. Where she's she's pretty fleshed out. Yeah, honestly. I agree. But it's so cool to see her, like, and seeing her be badass as well, too. Yeah, I love her murdering people. That's great. Uh, I, I'm just so thrilled that we got Rosario as, as her. Oh, me too. Is that, that's 2023, right? It is. Uh, uh, we're going to have some fun this next year with some Star Wars shit. And speaking of that, uh, our next episode, you basically have to watch nothing, or maybe watch a lot, depending on how you've done this year. But it'll be the first part of our top 10 list of the year. Matt and I are going to talk about our. We're going to unveil our number 10 through six of our favorite things we watched this year. Yeah. It's, it's always my favorite two episodes of the year, not only to prep for, but also to record um, because we can get way off topic. Uh, It's a little loosey goosey. It's fun. Uh, But we're also talking about our favorite shit that we watched. We're not suffering through a bunch of shit. Like if I wouldn't have watched this show, had we not done this podcast and I'm happy that we do this podcast because I got to watch a neat show. Yeah, I, I you know probably we got to watch Morbius. Yeah, thank God we got I, to watch Skateboard Kid. We both know everybody. Make sure that you pay attention to episode uh, two, our five through one, because Morbius will definitely be on there. Oh, naturally. <laughs> yeah, I'm God, disappointed that year. they've announced Bad Bunny starring in a movie, but haven't announced Morbius too. <laughs> oh yeah, who's Bad Bunny going to be again? Uh, I don't know. Some character that's been in two issues of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's on Sony, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. We'll see if they want to keep losing money, Sony. Yeah. Sony's like, okay. Zendaya's loved as Mary Jane. She's in Euphoria. Let's just pull other people and have them star in other movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so dumb. Sony's so fucking wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Except hey. for... I mean, we'll talk about it as one of the looking for the most, but Sony does do uh the spider-verse yeah 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 so we're gonna have some of that in 2023 and you'll probably hear about that on our uh things that are coming out yeah i think we'll have a list of things for that we'll talk about we might who knows yeah it's the wild west we need well we need to do the the highlights yeah 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 make a note but anyways as well you can mostly hit comic at gmail.com uh, you can find us wherever you buy paperback novels and only in those places. Fourth Instrument of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. Uh, and I'm Alex Eschbeck. Hey, Jane, easy. Hey, Jane, easy.